0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: This is the Joe and Amber podcast.
2: We are getting the Burrow-Mahomes matchup that dreams are made of, the AFC Championship is going to be potentially, Joe, a legacy game, maybe for Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if we're there yet when we're talking Joe Burrow in terms of legacy, but certainly it feels like we're there with Patrick Mahomes. And the thing is with Burrow is if he beats Mahomes again, what does that mean for the legacy there Of Patrick Mahomes also don't forget Josh Allen is part of this conversation typically when it comes to those two quarterbacks when we're talking about AFC contenders here and sort of that next generation of very elite quarterbacks although Josh Allen didn't necessarily so look so elite in their matchup against Cincy are these three going to forever be inextricably linked to one another and do you think that there's anybody left out of that conversation? Assuming they stay
3: healthy, yes, and please, God, let them stay healthy because the AFC is known for these fantastic quarterback rivalries. We had Manning and Brady for so long, and I remember every time they played down the stretch, someone would always tweet or talk about on a broadcast, enjoy it. You never know if this is going to be the last one. Enjoy it. And we went through a few years, and then Mahomes comes along, and then Allen comes along, and Burrow comes along, And there are some other really good quarterbacks in the conference, don't get me wrong, but what these three are capable of doing, how well they can play the position. If we're going to get this three-headed beast of Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen going toe-to-toe for the next five to 10 years, the AFC is in fantastic hands, Amber Wilson. Fantastic. Do you see anyone crashing that party?
2: Justin Herbert, I think, could maybe have a word. I mean, the question there obviously is coaching and that Chargers team... Does need to improve in order to be part of that conversation. But I do think Justin Herbert has the talent to be part of that conversation. He's the right age to be part of that conversation. So Lamar Jackson. I mean, we're talking about a player with an MVP in Lamar Jackson. So I guess he could certainly be part of that conversation. He's got to get on the
3: field, though. The last know, two years, like, you got to be on the field. You got to meet these guys in the playoffs and you got to give us some epic playoff games if you want to be a part of it.
2: And I, I don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to end up being for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he certainly looked unbelievably rusty this season, but he was coming back from a very long time off. If we were talking about Houston Deshaun Watson, he probably would have been part of that conversation. Trevor Lawrence might have something to say, right? He's
3: coming up. He's coming He's up. He's coming for sure. up.
2: He could certainly find himself as part of that conversation. But right now, it is it is Mahomes and Burrow, and and kind of I guess right a notch below them now Allen. And I feel like we're just now doing that to Allen because of recency bias, but it is those guys, they are forever linked. What do you think it means then with this AFC championship? Like, does it harm the legacy of Patrick Mahomes if Burrow is able to go out there and since he's able to beat them again?
3: No, I think it helps the legacy. And I know people think that's crazy, but first off, I'm going to give you this. If Burrow wins this game this weekend, then get ready on Monday for a whole bunch of Burrow owns the AFC. Burrow is now the best quarterback in the AFC. Mahomes is now two. Allen's now three. Because all we're going to do is react to what we just saw, right? 60 minutes of football, even if Mahomes is hurt, we're suddenly going to discard him and everything we've seen from him for Joe Burrow. Don't buy into that, all right? What I think would be incredible is that Mahomes has been Superman for so long. If he goes to 0-4 against Joe Burrow and gets bounced two years in a row on his home turf in the AFC championship game to Joe Burrow, like that's going to be the kryptonite for him. And I think that's great for your legacy. If you're going to be Superman, you got to have whatever Superman's rival is. I was about to say the Joker, and I realized (laughs) that was going to be a horrible, horrible misstep here. Lex Luthor, I believe it is. I was going to say Lex I cannot Luger. I not help you when it comes to Vietnamese.
2: superhero anything. I am out. I feel like this might be more James Steele's arena, but I am out on helping yeah. you in any, in any way when it comes to superhero facts. We'll
3: just fast forward through it, and we'll say this. If Mahomes has that
2: loss, I mean, Batman
3: needs a Joker. I should have gone with that. Joker needed a Batman. It's what made him great, and that's what Mahomes needs in the AFC Brady had Manning. Manning had Brady. Stone Cold had The Rock. The Rock had Stone Cold. Mahomes needs somebody. We thought it would be Allen. If it ends up being Burrow, great. Either way, this is what makes the sport fantastic. This is what the NFC is lacking. The NFC is going to give us two elite defenses in the NFC championship game. But this matchup here, these three quarterbacks going toe-to-toe every year, it's, it's... it's gold. I mean the, the networks that get to the air of these games they're just printing
2: money. You know what's not gold is the fact that you couldn't come up with a Superman reference there but you somehow came up with yeah. a wrestling one. Uh that is that Speaking is not Speaking my gold.
0: language. Joe and man. Amber
2: is present. Oh there's James. James, thanks for thanks for joining Wrestle- us. WrestleMania thanks. season. Joe and Amber James is presented by <laughs> Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Stephen A. Smith. He's on a little show called ESPN's First Take. And he thinks that the narrative is going to change around Mahomes depending on what happens in this AFC championship.
4: It's about Mahomes. Uh, because it's, And I'm going to make this very, very simple. As great as we talk about him. Knowing how phenomenal he is, we cannot escape the fact that the reigning defending AFC champions are quarterbacked by a guy named Joe Burrow who has beaten Patrick Mahomes every single time. Yep. He's faced him. You lose again to Patrick, you beat him, I'm sorry, you win again against Patrick Mahomes. Back to back AFC championship games, you take him out. Conversation. Okay? Changes. That, the conversation changes about Mahomes. We now have to talk about Burrow instead of Mahomes in that regard. We know Mahomes is great and we know he's phenomenal, but we're going to talk about him a little differently because it ain't him and everybody else anymore. It'll be Burrow and everybody else because he took both him and Allen out in the same playoffs year.
2: It's been three times. Like it hasn't been 30 times that these teams have faced and that Burrow has beat Patrick Mahomes. Also, Joe, first off, don't you dare try to stand in front of the steamroller that has Stephen A. Smith.
3: That was fantastic. Oh no, I will stand in front of Stephen A.
2: Smith. I will stand directly (laughs) in front of Stephen A. Smith. And I will say, Stephen, calm down. It's been three times. It hasn't been 30 times. These teams have faced. It's been three times. Also, They don't play each other directly. I don't know if anybody's aware because we do this thing with quarterbacks, right? And it's great for talk radio. But the reality is Joe Burrow ain't actually out there beating Patrick Mahomes straight up. That's that defense doing that, right? And vice versa. And so we make a lot about this matchup. It's fun. It's great discussion here. The reality is, no matter what happens in this AFC Championship game, in terms of the win-loss result, unless Mahomes goes out there and costs it up seven times kind of performance, I don't think that it's going to affect Mahomes' legacy, even if since he wins this one.
3: If Mahomes wins with the ankle injury, I think that adds intrigue to this because he's clearly not 100%. Just looking at what's been happening in Vegas this week, when that game ended between the Bengals and the Bills, Cincinnati opened as a three-point favorite. It immediately got back down to pick them. Then it went to Cincinnati minus one and a half. Patrick Mahomes in 12 playoff games so far has never been an underdog in the postseason. And today it went as high as two and a half, which is incredible to see. Now, once it got there, we were flirting with three and the bookmakers finally saw some Kansas City money and moved it from two and a half. Chiefs as a dog to one and a half Chiefs as a dog. I think one of the reasons for that was at two and a half, the Chiefs became a very appealing six point teaser play. A six point teaser play is a play where you get six free points to move the point spread. So you can take the Chiefs at plus two and a half and move them up to eight and a half. People listening to this are thinking, oh my God, that's genius. Why wouldn't I do it? The catch is that, like a parlay, you need a second leg. So you would take the Niners plus two and a half up to plus 8.5, and and then you have to win both legs in order to win your bet. So I think once it got there, some of the Kansas City money started to hit the market, and the books moved it from Cincinnati minus 2.5 back to Cincinnati minus 1.5. And a
2: a lot of movement when it comes to that game. It's strange to me because last season I was rooting so hard for Cincinnati because it felt like the underdog, right? Sort of like the lovable loser for so many years. And I thought it was a cool story. I wanted them to have that moment. I didn't have a dog in the fight this season. I'm almost having the opposite reaction, which is odd. Like I feel like there's so much attention on Cincy and everybody is just so bought in and Joe Burrow's obviously fantastic, but everybody's also now crowned him as the coolest guy on planet earth who has ever (laughs) walked the history of planet Earth. It all feels like a little much when it comes to Cincinnati. It's quite the shift, though, from where we were last season when they found themselves in a Super Bowl. Coming up here on Joe and Amber, Adam Schefter says that the Packers could be open to trading Aaron Rodgers to an AFC team. Joe's gonna rank which teams he'd like to see Aaron Rodgers play for next. So that's next. This is ESPN Radio. You can also always listen to us on the ESPN app.
0: Joe and Amber, the podcast.
2: The headlines, his season is over, but the season of talking about Aaron Rodgers, frankly, has just begun. Joe and Amber, Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh with you. Check him out on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can check me out as well at Amber W Sports. So Aaron Rodgers has not made a decision about his future. He hasn't let us know if he even intends to continue playing football. Apparently, he's mulling retirement. He's also mulling a bunch of other stuff, including restructuring his contract he did say on the pat mcafee show today that he knows his current contract probably isn't very viable for the green bay packers or frankly for any other team you heard adam schefter's voice there on the rejoin shefty is making it sound like the green bay packers might be open to trading aaron Rodgers. if they were they would only be open to trading him in the afc so what got us thinking here On Joe and Amber, if Joe Fortenbaugh could control all things NFL, where would he want Aaron Rodgers to go? This is a little segment we like to call The List.
1: This is The List.
2: You know what? You just made The List.
1: The List with Joe and Amber. Number five.
3: The New York Jets. It makes sense, and that's the only reason it's on the list. It makes sense. These are all AFC teams based on the Packers saying that's their preference for a trade. I don't want to see Rodgers with the Jets. I just don't get excited about that at all. I wonder, with Robert Sala, mm, the shine wearing off a little bit at the end of the season, with the way that thing fell apart, with the way he handled Zach Wilson in the eyes of some... Is he a long-term stay in New York? I like the guy. I covered him in San Francisco, but the organization seems dysfunctional. They can't get out of their own way. I don't know if Rodgers wants to trust the last years of his contract with them, but at the same time, it's a good fit. So ultimately, I put him at five, but I really, really hope it does not happen.
1: Number four.
3: Amber's Miami Dolphins. This one would be exciting. Rodgers goes south. He gets Jalen Waddell. He gets Tyreek Hill. He gets Mike McDaniel now that he's got one season under his belt as an NFL head coach. And he gets not one but two showdowns a year with Josh Allen. It's a winnable division. I think the Patriots are average. I think if the Jets don't figure out the quarterback position, they'll be average at best. And then it's you versus the Bills. And that Miami-Buffalo rivalry could be very fun for the next couple seasons if Rodgers is in Miami. With that offense, I'd love to see what he's capable of doing. Number three. Tennessee Titans. Mike Vrabel is a hell of a head coach. He figures out year in and year out to get more out of his team than any other coach in the NFL. You've got Derrick Henry as a running back. Now think about that for a a second. Derrick Henry, one of the most dangerous running backs in the NFL with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. The downside, the weaponry at wide receiver, Traylon Burks would be entering year two, but I don't know if Rodgers would be thrilled with his pass catching options and Tennessee has to do something about their pass defense. But with Vrabel, Rodgers... And Derek Henry at running back, you could win that division, get yourself in the playoffs, and that would be a fun watch. Number two. The Las Vegas Raiders. Not because I live here, but because I would like to see if Rodgers is good enough to snap the dysfunction out of that franchise. Two winning seasons in the last 20 years. They haven't won a playoff game since Rich Gannon in 2002. This would be the ultimate coup for Aaron Rodgers. Show up here. Basically stalking Devontae Adams. What, you think you could quit me, bro? I'm coming to team up with you again in Las Vegas. And then here we go. Playing Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Playing Justin Herbert twice a year. Playing whatever the hell they call that offense in Denver twice a year. A lot of fun in my opinion. Rodgers to the Raiders.
1: Number one.
3: This is the one that has to happen. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, they part ways. Lamar is now free to go pursue the bag with any other team that's happy to have him. Maybe Atlanta gets involved. But with him gone... The Ravens, who currently are eighth in terms of salary cap space with close to $33 bring in Aaron Rodgers, who knows how to play in cold weather. You give him a good running game with Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. He's got an elite defense at his disposal. Mark Andrews as a tight end. Maybe they make one or two key signings at free agent wide receiver, and boom, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, the Bengals, twice a year against Joe Burrow. Are you kidding me? That's the move you got to make, Amber, in my opinion. It is. 15 seasons of John Harbaugh, it is time to take this thing to the next level. And if it's not going to work with Lamar Jackson, go make it work with Aaron Rodgers.
2: Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh with you. Uh, Fortenbaugh, he's lost his mind. The Baltimore what? Ravens. You not like that? I, I don't like it. Well, first of all, I don't like it because I don't think that there's any chance they're moving on, frankly, from Lamar Jackson. I think they franchise it tag a little bit. him.
3: You could fake it like you like it. And then you could pretend like you But I don't you know, like you disagree. It.
2: Okay, I'm considering liking it, I have considered liking it, and I've come to the conclusion that I do not, in fact, like it. Because, also, (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is 13 years older than Lamar Jackson. Both these players have an MVP. I understand Aaron also has a couple more, but also... 13 years older than Lamar Jackson. Why would they move on to such an older player with that Baltimore Ravens team? I understand there's some durability concerns with Lamar. That's the one knock against Lamar. It's frankly the whole reason probably that they are apprehensive about paying him the 200 or 250 guaranteed that it seems like maybe he's asking for somewhere there in Deshaun Watson territory. Lamar is a player who's been oft injured. Well, he's becoming that anyways, and because of that, he probably wants all the guaranteed money. That's probably Exactly what the holdup is with these negotiations. That's total conjecture on my my part because we have very little information because Lamar represents himself. We don't get any of the leaks in terms of these negotiations. But why would you go from that to 39 years old? If that's your biggest concern is the health. Why are you going that? to 39 years old, like, it just seems like not a good plan there for the future of the Baltimore Ravens. Also, from Aaron Rodgers' perspective, are you walking into that Ravens team and all of a sudden they're winning a Super Bowl? I'm not even sure, frankly, I'm convinced of that. I don't really like anything about this for the situation. And then also, I just don't think it's realistic. I don't think that there's any way that they're not going to franchise Lamar if they don't get a deal done with him. And I don't think it's completely dead they could get a deal done with him.
3: All right, so let me say this. You've done an excellent job crapping all over that. That yeah. was just a fantastic masterclass. You want me to crap all over the other ones too? Let me know. On someone's opinion. Where do you think he would end up or should end up? And you can't say Miami.
2: Why can't I say Miami? Here's because the thing Because that's with your Miami. team. Miami would be hilarious because I would have to eat so many words and all the bleep talking I have done over this past season about Aaron Rodgers. I would be so quickly having to just grovel uh, to Aaron Rodgers and just take back everything I said. I do think it would be interesting to see him in that offense. I don't know how realistic that frankly is. A lot of people think that he's a done deal to the Raiders. Does Aaron Rodgers pairing back up? With Adams there in Las stop, Vegas. Stop is that, with the
3: word salad. You got to make a pick. This is such classic word is that salad. Winning a Super Bowl. I like the him fence. on the
2: Titans. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'd be really intrigued by Tennessee. The lack of weapons there is the one concern like you mentioned in terms of receivers. He's used to that though. From Green Bay, that help in the backfield would be nice. That coaching staff is nice. That's a team that always finds itself at the top of the conference. I don't hate that for Aaron Rodgers. Is that crazy? Very good.
3: Very is that good. crazy? There's an answer. Yeah, I gave you an all. answer. Or he could just
2: go full Favre and he could find himself in a New York (laughs) Jets uniform, right? I don't want to see that. That would be something for him to just follow that.
1: Joe and Amber, the podcast.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
2: Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh here on Joe and Amber. And what we do three times every single show here on Joe and Amber, we are with you 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, three times a show. We try to help earn you some pizza money. Not a huge wager, but a little cash. Everyone likes a little extra cash. Let's get to it.
1: Pizza money alert.
2: Pizza, pizza.
3: All right, Pizza Money number one is off and running. It was the Blues and the Sabres over six and a half goals. We got three goals in the opening 10 minutes. Let's keep cooking. Pizza Money number two tips off in about 15 minutes. It's the. Boy, did I get myself confused. I was staring at something <laughs> on here it. and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This game isn't starting soon. All right. You know what? I'm going to issue a warning. You should bet against what I'm about to say. Because if I'm disorganized presenting it to you, (laughs) there's no chance it has to win. But what we were thinking is it tips off in about seven minutes. It's the showdown between Dallas and Washington in the NBA tonight. Player prop Spencer Dinwiddie going over 19 and a half points in tonight's matchup. Now, he's averaging about 16.8 points per game this season. So you might say to yourself, foreign why would I want to play over 19 and a half if he's not even averaging 17 points? It's an excellent question. Christian Wood not playing tonight for the Mavericks. Christian Wood has missed six games this season. In those six games, Spencer Dinwiddie is averaging 24 points per game. A lot of opportunity opens up on offense, and you've got a matchup tonight against a Washington team that ranks 17th in defensive rating. So pizza money number two. I'm playing Spencer Dinwiddie over 19.5 points, but I presented it so poorly, I cannot blame you if you want to bet the under and go the other way.
5: He'll do
2: better next segment when we give Ugh, you our third and no final uh, pizza money.
3: We just
1: didn't didn't execute well enough early on. Jones
2: takes it. He looks. He fires. It's intercepted. It's picked off. It's James Bradbury, the former Giant.
1: I feel like crap. I mean, it's as honest as can be.
2: Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So we're down to four teams, Joe. And yes, we have conference championships left to play. But let's talk about these potential Super Bowl matchups. Because certainly there's intrigue here any way you cut this cake. So you either have Eagles Chiefs, Eagles Bengals, 49ers Chiefs, or 49ers Bengals. So let's go through these. One at a time. I know there's a lot of movement, too, in terms of the betting lines already being out. You tell me what it means. Let's talk about that Eagles-Chiefs matchup. I think that this is the matchup, frankly, that most people expect. Correct me if I'm wrong when it comes to how Vegas is viewing things. I feel like the general public expects that these are going to be the two teams that maybe make it to a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes' high ankle sprain, though, I think complicates that analysis.
3: All right, the reason we're breaking these down now is because Caesars Palace, our partner here at ESPN, has gone ahead and released point spreads for the four possible Super Bowl matchups. The one you're referring to, Eagles Chiefs, has the Eagles as a one-point favorite in that game against Kansas City. Now, keep in mind, while you can bet that now... After the games are played this weekend, there's no guarantee that's the line you'll see again. There could be injuries. The Eagles could blow out the Niners. The Chiefs could barely get by. Suddenly, everyone could think the Eagles are a complete juggernaut. Maybe they would move to a three-point favorite. But for right now, the Eagles is a small one-point favorite over the Chiefs. How would you play that? Do you see Philadelphia winning that game?
2: Uh, we'll see. That comes down to the health of Patrick Mahomes. No, I would not bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I would not bet against the guys that I've seen do it before, and I've seen get the ring out of doing it. So I would not bet against the exper- experience in that position. But the. Ankle injury has me shook. That's one of those things, though, like you said. We're going to know a whole lot more about Patrick Mahomes' mobility after that conference championship game, so that is absolutely going to affect that line moving forward.
3: Okay, now the other potential Eagles matchup would be against the Cincinnati Bengals. This is according to Caesar Sports. This is where it gets fascinating. If the Eagles were to play the Chiefs, the Eagles would be a one-point favorite. If the Eagles were to play the Bengals, the Eagles would be, wait for it, a one-point favorite. Hmm. They have basically Kansas City and Cincinnati power ranked exactly the same. So would you rather see the Bengals match up with Joe Burrow, and would you give Cincinnati more of a chance of winning than Kansas City?
2: Oh, man. I think I'd rather see Joe Burrow... I guess ultimately I'd rather see Joe Burrow try to win a Super Bowl because he didn't get one last year, even though we saw him in it. I guess that interests me more. Neither of these matchups are my dream matchups by any means.
3: Interesting. Okay, so you would rather see the Niners face one of these two teams?
2: I would much rather see the Niners because I am obsessed with this Brock Purdy story. Like, I think the angle of it, the idea of it, I feel like a movie will be written about it one day if he's actually able to win a Super Bowl. I love the idea of seeing Mr. Irrelevant in a Super Bowl. I also think that Christian McCaffrey pick up by them. Midseason was maybe the most impactful move of the entire NFL season. I just really like this 49ers team.
3: Interesting. In the last segment, I pitched Rodgers to the Ravens, and you high-key crapped all over it. Mm -hmm. In this segment, knowing I'm an Eagles fan, you Mm low-key crap on the idea of Philadelphia being in the Super Bowl because you say you'd rather see the Niners. Interesting how this final hour of the show is playing out. So let's talk about the Niners and the Bengals. That's a Super Bowl matchup from the 80s, which the Niners won. You would have San Francisco and Cincinnati. The point spread would be pick them. No favorite. You just have to pick the winner of the game. So who would you take, Niners versus Bengals? You back in purdy?
2: I know. Uh, I think there I would probably choose Bengals because I would have a hard time buying into Mr. Irrelevant over Joe Burrow. I'm one mm. who has ended up sounding a little critical of Joe Burrow the last 24 hours. I'm not critical at all of Joe Burrow as a quarterback. I'm critical of some of the analysis making him the coolest person like ever in the history of the world. I do you feel like, like the we're swagger. living a little bit in the moment with this Bengals team, but I would give them the edge, certainly, over the 49ers.
3: Okay, Niners-Chiefs, similar situation. Niners-Chiefs would be a pick 'em as well. So if the Eagles were to win this game, either matchup, according to Caesars-Palace, would have them as a one-point favorite over the Bengals and a one-point favorite over the Chiefs. If the Niners beat the Eagles this weekend, Caesar's Palace has them as a pick'em versus the Bengals and a pick'em versus the Chiefs. So, does that mean so, the
2: Eagles are better in the eyes of Vegas? It means the that Niners? they are
3: power-rated a little bit better. Correct. Yes, and and that's what we're seeing this weekend with the two and a half point spread. But you factor in home field advantage. What this is telling us is that any possible matchup very tight. We got the four best teams in the NFL squaring off this weekend and we're not going to get a Super Bowl with a 10-point spread barring some sort of fluke injury to one of the key quarterbacks here. So if it's Niners-Chiefs the rematch from a few years ago, pick them. Do the Niners get their revenge?
2: Oh, uh... No, I, th- I think I would still be more comfortable going with the Chiefs for the same reasons, though, that I just mentioned. It's the same reasons that I would give the Bengals the edge over the Niners. It's the same reasons that when we're talking about the experience of the Chiefs versus the Eagles, the experience factor to me, I think, swings the pendulum just so. But again, the And now analyzing right now, and I would imagine it's so difficult for Vegas, analyzing right now anything to do with Kansas City, it all comes down with the health of Patrick Mahomes and his mobility on that ankle. And that's something that we're not going to know. I'm one who does not believe that we're going to see a fully mobile Patrick Mahomes. I feel like he's going to have to be hampered by that high ankle sprain.
3: No, and the point spread has told us that. If the Chiefs open as a three-point favorite and now it's been bet all the way to Cincinnati minus one and a half, it's very clear that that ankle is a major concern for the Chiefs going into this game, at least in the eyes of the betters and of Vegas. So, those four possible matchups, which one do you think would do the best ratings? Would it be Philadelphia versus the Bengals or Chiefs or the Niners versus the Bengals or Chiefs?
2: I, I think Philadelphia, right? I think that in, from a ratings perspective, Philadelphia – Chiefs maybe pulls the most I, I really the Andy Reid Bowl big yeah. storyline
3: for that game yeah
2: that's true the I don't Kelsey know Bowl. I mean for oh, me yeah, it Kel- would-
3: oh god you know what I don't know if I don't know if America is ready for that I don't know if America is ready for a tight end and a center to dominate the storylines <laughs> crazy for two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl those two are very affable, though. Very I mean, there's a guys. lot
2: of storylines with all, with all four of these potential matchups. For you, which one is the one that you would want to see? Obviously, you're an Eagles fan, so that factors into this, I would imagine. What is the matchup you want to see the most?
3: I mean, the Andy Reid Bowl would be near and dear to my heart because any Eagles fan loved Andy Reid while he was there. Like, when he left, it was kind of one of those. It wasn't that he was doing a bad job. It was just it was time to move on. And he's gone to Kansas City and he's been fantastic. So the idea of the Eagles squaring off against him would be a great story. eagles Bengals. I mean, you got Jalen Hurts versus Joe Burrow. Um, two quarterbacks that were kind of cast off from their respective colleges. Hurts at Alabama, they got rid of him. They moved on to Tua. He goes to Oklahoma. You know, Burrow, they kind of dismissed him at uh, Ohio State. And then Scott Frost had a chance to sign him at Nebraska and said no. And he goes to LSU and he wins a title. The storylines there would be fascinating. So... I got a ton of bias here. I obviously want to see Philadelphia. I think the game against Cincinnati would be more exciting because, again, it comes back to the Mahomes ankle. If that ankle's going to be a mess, there's nothing I hate more than spending two weeks leading into a Super Bowl discussing some major injury to some key player that's going to downgrade the game because if the Chiefs end up losing, everyone can just blame the injury. And then if the Chiefs win and you're on the other side, you're thinking to yourself, geez, how did I just lose to a guy with a bum wheel? Like, you lose either way there. Unless, of course, you're rooting for Kansas City.
2: (laughs) Unless, of course, you're rooting for Kansas City, uh, which we know James Steele will be. So, James, I I, will ask you the same question. Obviously, you're going to answer some sort of combination involving your Kansas City Chiefs. Which one would it be, though?
3: I, I I think what's best for the show is if it's the Chiefs and Eagles. Then Joe and I can be mean to each other for like two weeks. I like that. Is, that. I, I mean, I that is a
2: producer that. of all yeah. producers, right? All yeah. he's thinking it's about a, is the health it's of the, the show.
3: It's the best of both worlds. I get to be happy for two more weeks. And then also uh, it's good for, you know, it's good for uh, content. The best thing about that Super Bowl, Eagles versus Chiefs, your Chiefs versus my Eagles, is that at some point, Amber would have to pick one of those two teams. Oh, yeah. And whichever team she doesn't pick, she is going to ruin her relationship with that person forever. <laughs> so if forever. she were to pick Kansas City, her and I will never be cool ever again. Now, if she picks Philly, you and her will never be cool again. I, I I She's so her. jammed up. It would be the worst possible scenario for her, ultimately. We're already getting into our head, too. This is amazing. I mean, James and I
2: have a long history of fighting over the Kansas City Chiefs, though, that extends long before this show was ever even an idea in the executive's heads uh, here at ESPN. So I feel like (laughs) angering James Steele uh, about his affection for the Chiefs wouldn't really be anything new. Um, I haven't yet probably (laughs) angered Joe Fortenbaugh. So we'll see. We'll have to see how that goes. Do you agree, though, Joe, that that matchup would be the highest of the rated matchups in terms of television ratings? So the Bay Area has like
3: 8 to 10 million people. I worked there, and it was the craziest thing. When they were in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs a few years ago, we got the ratings back for the next day after they had lost for radio, and neither station did well at all. It's a news town. Like the, Mm -hmm. the fans there are as passionate as you'll find anywhere, but it just doesn't overtake the city. Like I lived in the city of San Francisco in that regard. You wouldn't, you didn't see jerseys anywhere. Like it's more, you know, it's a tech city. It's very news Mm -hmm. and political oriented. The the talk shows for news and politics do great. Even with your team in the Super Bowl, it just didn't, it didn't do great ratings. So you'd have to side with Philadelphia because every, everybody in Philly would watch that game. Mm -hmm. Like who,
2: who wouldn't watch
3: that game? You get beat up. You get hit with a hoagie.
2: I agree. Coming up here on Joe and Amber, the rare time we agree. Look at that. Uh, Coming up here on Joe and Amber, your turn to weigh in. This is where we open up the phone lines to you. We play a little caller roulette. So give us a shout. Triple eight. Say ESPN. That's how you get in touch with us. Eight, 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 seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. We want your hottest takes. Give them to us. This is Joe and Amber ESPN. Radio.
0: Joe and Amber, the podcast. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets, but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
2: We're going to open up the phone lines to you. Play a little caller roulette. Join the conversation. We love to hear from you. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. eight 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 seven two nine 729 is how you get in touch with us here on Joe and Amber. You can also always tweet to us at joe fortenbaugh that's him at amber w sports that is me before we get to your phone calls though hang on for me just a moment if you're already on the phone lines we are going to try to earn you a little pizza money for the third time this show let's do it
1: pizza money alert
2: pizza pizza
3: you got some time before this one tips off in the association. 10 p.m. Eastern. Battle of Los Angeles. Lakers hosting Clippers were playing under 230 total points. The Clippers are top 10 in defensive efficiency, but bottom 10 in offensive efficiency. That, boys and girls, if you're new to this, is a very good sign for an under, a good defense and a bad offense. They also play at a very slow pace, 24th. Pace essentially measures how fast in between possessions, how quickly you get up the court and get a shot off. They're 24th. They're not one of the faster units. Now, the Lakers are extraordinarily fast. They're top three, but the Clippers will neutralize that a little bit tonight, which will suppress the amount of shots that go up in this game and hopefully suppress the scoring as well. 26 unders so far this season for the Clippers. That's sixth most in the association. So final pizza money of the night, Battle of Los Angeles, Clippers-Lakers under, 230 total points.
4: 13 black odd, no
1: winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play Call a Roulette with Joe and Amber.
2: So let's do just that. Let's play Triple Eight Say E S P N eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Let's spin the wheel. Scott. Scott is in Fortinbaugh's neck of the woods there in Nevada or Nevada. What's oh, up, Scott? Come on, Nevada,
3: you oh, know please. better. Hello, Scott. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can.
1: Hey, guys, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Niners fan. Um, I think the game this week in between the Niners and the Eagles is going to be awesome. Um, I understand Brock Purdy hasn't even d- had a full season, but I think there's got to be a little bit more respect to him than what people are giving him as far as the final four quarterbacks. I mean, we're talking about a guy who has as many playoff wins as Tony Romo, more playoff wins than Dak, and he's actually got a better playoff record than Jalen Hurts, uh, just, you know, going over his short career. So this big this game this Sunday is going to be really awesome. But uh, I think there's a little bit more respect that's got to be put on his name than what he's given. Thank you.
2: He does have have a better playoff record than Jalen Hurts because of what Jalen did in the postseason last season. Now, the difference is, of course, the team around Jalen this season, and a lot of people are upset because they feel like, oh, hey, even Jalen Hurts isn't necessarily getting his due because a lot of people are saying it's the team around Jalen. Well, by the way, it's kind of the team around Brock Purdy, right? We were watching Jimmy Garoppolo do it. Brock Purdy enters this... Situation. He's in an excellent situation that he's found himself in. He's managing it gloriously. Joe, we're all blown away by what Brock Purdy has done. But also when you've seen other quarterbacks do it in the same system, in the same situation, it feels a little bit like, hey, it might have something to do with all those incredible pieces on that roster and that old dude up there, Shanahan. I'm not joking.
3: That's always my favorite use of stats. When it's like, hey, Purdy's got the same amount of playoff wins as Dak Prescott. It's like, you know what? You are right. That is a fantastic note. What if Brock Purdy beats the Eagles this weekend? He goes to the Super Bowl, faces either the Bengals or the Chiefs, beats them, and then retires. Is he the greatest quarterback of all time?
2: Arguably you would have yes. no evidence he would be the, to say probably no. Probably the only, only quarterback of all time that's gone undefeated and won a Super Bowl. I bet there's not another one, and I don't even have to look it up.
3: Think about that. If Purdy wins this weekend and wins the Super Bowl and then retires, what's the case that he's not the best quarterback of all time?
2: That seems silly because I, I think Purdy is is earning. I, I don't have his contract in front of me, but uh it, it ain't huge uh, coming off of him getting drafted as Mr. Irrelevant. So he's that not seems interested that, in money, that would be a very silly move by Brock Purdy to hang it up at that point in his career. I feel like that. there's a bag waiting for him out there if he's able to do all that. $3.7 million. Four years, $3.7 million.
3: That bum Brady lost plenty of Super Bowls. Purdy could say he never (laughs) did. He showed up once. He won it. He never lost the game. Then he retired. That would be the ultimate flex. And if he did that to Joe Burrow, that's the end of Joe Burrow's swagger. Like, the next time Joe Burrow lights up his cigar, it's going to be like, yeah, we're not buying that anymore, pal. You lost to Purdy, the only undefeated quarterback in NFL history.
2: If Brock Purdy goes from Mr. Irrelevant to winning the Super Bowl and also being undefeated in his rookie season, uh, that would be... Maybe maybe Kurt Warner would have something to say about it, but it would be, like, the greatest story in NFL history. Let's spin the wheel. Terrence. Terrence is in Georgia. Terrence, thanks for the phone call. What do you have for us?
1: Uh, Kansas City. Uh, Andy Reid's going to scheme a plan to keep uh, Patrick Mahomes upright, and I don't count them out at no time ever. It's like... He's like the second coming to Tom Brady.
2: Or, or maybe even more so when we look at the mobility there of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but that's the problem, right, is that he's a mobile quarterback, Joe, and he knows how to evade the pass rush. We see Patrick Mahomes do things that we've never seen, frankly, even Tom Brady do. Patrick Mahomes is electric to watch. What does it look like, though, if he has to stand in the pocket flat-footed because he doesn't have a healthy high ankle?
3: Terrence is absolutely right. You never count out a guy like Patrick Mahomes. But losing his mobility when he ran for almost 400 yards this year, when he makes so many big-time plays with his feet by eluding the pressure, you're taking part of his greatness away, and suddenly he becomes much more vulnerable, obviously, against a team like the Bengals.
2: Against a team like the Bengals, against whatever team they would face also in a Super Bowl. I mean, I could see a world where, yes, maybe they're able to cover up some of that with the injury. But I do feel like it is going to hinder what they usually are able to put out there in terms of their game plan. Coming up next... Freddie and Fitzsimmons, they're going to take over for us. This is ESPN Radio, and you can listen on the ESPN app.
1: This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.